Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Hello and welcome to our latest podcast of the Z to A of life skills from us, Jules and Mark. Hello. Of the Future Toolbox. Now, this is where we pick a letter and a topic and discuss how you can use our tools to improve your own personal development and life. So what's today's letter and topic, Mark? Well, today's letter is C and the topic is comfort zone. So C for comfort zone. We hear about stepping outside our comfort zone quite a bit. So what is a comfort zone? A comfort zone is somewhere where you feel safe and secure and comfortable and where you participate in sort of familiar activities and you feel in control of your environment. So when you're in a comfort zone, you don't particularly engage in new experiences. So to stay in your comfort zone, there's minimal stress and anxiety. So examples of comfort zones are things like your home. You're comfortable in your home. You like your home. And it could be your workplace that you're, you're happy and you don't want to change that. There's things like your favourite restaurant. Let's face it, we all have our favourite restaurant that we think, oh, should we go out for something to eat? Yeah, let's go around the corner to the local Indian or something. <laughs> I know, and isn't it really weird because suddenly our local Indian that's been open for about 35, 40 years closed down recently and we didn't know what to do, did we? Yeah, we have, yeah. It it threw us completely because where do we go on a Friday night now? (laughs) But it also could be your comfort zone, could be where you live, your city, your region, wherever that might be. For example, somebody that travels quite a bit, uh, opens themselves up to new experiences and could be okay with leaving their comfort zone. You mentioned a minute ago your comfort zone is a place where stress and anxiety are quite minimal. So I guess that could be seen as a real benefit, couldn't it? Yeah. So that really shows that you could stay in your comfort zone mm-hmm. and have a general feeling of well-being and low stress, low anxiety. So there's nothing wrong with being in your comfort zone, but sometimes you have to push yourself outside of it to make the magic happen, don't you? Yeah, you do. And as I was saying, unless you do that, nothing will change. And if you are thinking that you you might be looking at somebody and thinking, oh, I wish I could do that. But unless you get yourself out of there, nothing will improve, will it? So I guess the key thing is building balance into your life. Like everything, really, if you get the right balance, then that's key to moving forward. So stay inside your comfort zone, go to that favourite restaurant, stay at home, talk to the friends and, and have the people around you that you know. But then if you leave the comfort zone from time to time, it allows you to have more experiences, experience new activities, maybe things that you've not done before and meet new people and just really, really step out there and see the world. Yeah, getting out there and seeing the world, that's something that's really, really important to us because I like to be able to experience different cultures, meet different people, see how see how they live and compare it almost to what we do and see whether there's something that we want to take from that and put into our lives. But equally, some people really enjoy going to the same place every single year for their holiday and thoroughly enjoy it, don't they? Yeah, it's nice to go to somewhere that's familiar, isn't it? And 
I guess that you see that place over and over again, you can experience more from it. And of course, there's nothing wrong with going on your two-week holiday and just sitting by the pool and switching off and relaxing and doing nothing at all if you need that downtime, of course. So how do you get out of the comfort zone and getting out of there? Where is it you're trying to get to? Now, what we call it is the growth zone. Now, when you've actually made it to the growth zone, that's where you realise your aspirations. And as Mark mentioned earlier, that's where the magic really starts to happen. And you're basically living those dreams and setting them goals and achieving them, aren't you? And to get to that magic zone and achieve those goals, you have to make the first step, don't you? (laughs) And that's always the hardest one. First first step step is so hard. So it's a little bit like the analogy of going to the gym or going out for a run or something. The first step's the one getting outside the door. When you've got there and you've achieved your workout, you feel great. But this is known as the fear zone. And the fear zone is that little voice in your head that might go, oh, it's cold outside. What if I get cold and I don't want to go out and get wet in the rain or the gym's too hard tonight, I'll just stay at home. But the fear zone is not just about finding excuses It could be about lacking self-confidence. Yes, yeah. And not having the belief to think, can I do this? I don't think I can. I don't think I'm worthy. And another massive one is being affected by the people's opinions, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It's almost like that panic zone isn't it as well you're fearful of it because it's it's new because you're you're not sticking with what you know anymore (laughs) it's like that saying where you dip your toe in a little bit and that's literally what you're doing when you're stepping outside that comfort zone you're dipping your toe into a new world a new venture that a bit scary because you don't know whether you can do it or you don't think that you can do it fear of the unknown and then the key thing is being in the fear zone requires a lot of effort to overcome those excuses and forget about those opinions of others, but most of all to build the confidence. And once you start building that confidence and resilience, then you move to the next zone, which is called the learning zone. Yeah, that's right. By now, you've stepped outside that comfort zone. You're beginning to understand that actually, maybe I can achieve the things that I want to do, what it is that I'm working to. And that then becomes what's known as the learning zone. So you're beginning to acquire those new skills. And as Mark said, you know, you might be going out for a run or something and you you realise that you can run for longer than one minute or two minutes and you extend your comfort zone and you'll be able to deal with some of the challenges maybe or problems that, that have been occurring. Now, I remember somebody saying quite a few years ago about the comfort zone and they said, extend your comfort zone because once you've extended it, you become more comfortable. Yes. So using that analogy of running, if somebody can not run to the end of the street, for instance, but then they get up to running for two minutes, they're going to be comfortable running two minutes. So their comfort zone is extended. Yeah. And And that's what you're really trying to do, isn't it? You know, because when you begin on this sort of journey, your comfort zone may be quite small. But what you're trying to do is make your comfort zone as big as you possibly can. Yes, the bigger it is, the more you achieve. So what have been the things that you've done to get out of your comfort zone that you can remember? Wow, I think probably the biggest one is setting up our own business and becoming public speakers. Mm. And public speaking, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Some people say public speaking is more feared than death. (laughs) So I thought I'm going to get really good at public speaking because I'd rather do that. But uh, yeah, standing on stage for the first time, I remember being in front of about 150 people, teenagers in a school, 
and thinking, what if this goes really, really badly? So that was the bit that got me into that uncomfortable stage. Now, I was really excited, but I was also in the fear zone because I was thinking, what if I'm not good enough? And then as the first speech went on and the audience were engaging, I realized that what effort I put into preparation and learning was really, really taking me into that new learning zone and thinking, wow, I can do this. I'm starting to build the confidence in it and I wanted to do it even more. And then I suppose that's where it opened up to the growth zone. But you were very similar with public speaking, weren't you? Yeah, because when we first started, you were the one that was on stage and you were on stage on your own, which is, I think is even more nerve wracking. (laughs) (laughs) And then I came into the Future Toolbox to come and do the sessions with you. But honestly, initially, I would sit at the back, wouldn't I, of the hall or whatever we were in. And literally, I would just take some notes on what Mark was doing and see where we could improve it. And then eventually plucked up the courage to stand up on stage (laughs) with you. And I would literally just say a few things and be so, so, so nervous and absolutely petrified of the reaction of the audience. And, you know, teenagers can be, (laughs) for want of a better word, they can be quite cruel sometimes. And, you know, they maybe might laugh or they might be just been laughing to themselves, but you think that they're laughing at you. Uh, But eventually after practicing it and building up that confidence, I managed to get out of that fear zone. And it really was, it wasn't so much fear, it was just panic, stress. It was, it was really, really tough. But then I got into the learning curve of how to manage the nerves really, isn't it? And work with you and we are, we are, un- we're unstoppable now, aren't we? We are unstoppable. You also <laughs> got really, really good at me throwing curveballs at you, didn't you? Yes, you, you <laughs> used to do that quite often. I had it in my head and I knew what we were planned, what we were going to do, what we were going to say, how we were going to project what it is we, we were trying to impress upon these uh, teenagers and then all of a sudden Mark would throw me something that I had no idea that he was going to do absolutely put on the spot but it really 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 helped me push through that learning curve (laughs) (laughs) definitely in the growth bit on that now and really really enjoying it but even though we have gone through that panic and that fear stage of public speaking we still have nerves don't we absolutely I've just thought of another one as well, stepping away from public speaking. A big one for me was running a marathon. So once I built up to half marathon, then got up to a marathon, it was really, really tough. And if you liken public speaking to running a marathon, they're very, very different things. But there's two big fears in them. And one of the big fears of public speaking is that everybody's looking at you and waiting for you to make a mistake, not literally trip you up. When you're running a marathon, I remember thinking... What if I walk and people notice me walking? Now, I know that you've started picking your running up again and you have that same fear of people looking at you and watching you while you're running, don't you? Oh, I do. I remember when when you first started running many years ago and I thought, well, I'll take it up. I'll be honest with you, I really struggled with it. It wasn't something that, that came naturally to me. I had to really, really work at it. But part of the fear of it was I thought people would be looking at me and knowing that I wasn't very good at it, made me feel even worse and more self-conscious about running so I would literally have hats on sunglasses everything to just to try and disguise myself so nobody would recognize me (laughs) you used to go in disguise hide behind the newspaper with the two holes cut out in it (laughs) you would trip up then if you'd done that wouldn't you 
But, you know, I've, over the years, I've realised even if people do look at me and I still feel self-conscious when I'm running because I still have that imposter syndrome and there's always going to be people better than me. And I've accepted that now and know what I can do and just enjoy it and think if people see me, then that's fine. It's absolutely fine. That's just reminding me, imposter syndrome. I remember when we first published Don't Get Your Neck Tattooed and people used to say to, say to us, oh, you've published a book. And we'd go, yeah, we were authors. <laughs> and you didn't want to say it. You, you didn't feel worthy of saying, yes, I'm an author. As you get more comfortable with it, yes. you're quite happy now to say, yeah, we're authors, we're public speakers, we run our own business, we travel the world, we do whatever, the things that we love doing and saying we're really, really loud and proud of them. That's right. And saying about becoming authors, when we wrote the book, What the Hell Just Happened, that was us putting our story out there to help other people that are possibly going through some of the issues and challenges that we did. But it still took us quite some time to actually publicly say our story, didn't it? Absolutely. Yes, you're right. I remember doing a first ever public speaking event on what the hell just happened and talking about the struggles I went through a brain injury and stood there and I wanted the stage to swallow Mm. me up because trying to be comfortable with actually talking about that story was absolutely horrendous the first time. And then two weeks ago... We did exactly the same style of story and I felt 100% comfortable with it. Yes, yeah. And it it is getting outside that comfort zone with it, isn't it? And the only way to do it is, like we said earlier, is to dip your toes in and begin doing it. And, you know, it is going to be fearful to start with if you're trying something new, something that you've never done before, because it's the unknown, isn't it? But once you do it and then try it again and again, that confidence step by step builds up and it really is about taking those small steps towards your goals and getting into that growth zone isn't it okay so we've talked about public speaking which Which is is the most feared thing on planet big thing (laughs) we've talked about running a marathon which is another big thing (laughs) another big thing it's quite a long way we've talked about running your own business again not something to be taken lightly Uh, being authors and public speakers and all those sorts of things Let's bring this back down to Mm. a really, really simple level because we're always looking at ways to get outside our comfort zone, but it doesn't have to be something massive. So how can people get outside their comfort zone every single day in the simplest possible way to achieve their goals? Yeah, so one of the things possibly is to do your everyday things differently. For example, turn off your phone on television when you're having dinner. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's so easy just to be sitting there having something to eat and you, you, you're checking your phone. Stop doing it. doesn't need to be there. Another one I really like as well is if you're walking somewhere, take different routes. I mean, again, it doesn't really have to be that much of a discomfort. But if you're walking slightly longer, or slightly further or getting off the bus to stop earlier or something like that and just enjoying that moment. Yeah. We've talked loads about mindfulness and inner thoughts in previous podcasts. But this is a really, really great way of changing your routine and opening your mind as well. Yeah, and just taking in the surroundings and looking around. Another good one, and I don't know, I don't want to be sexist here, but sometimes it's a female thing. (laughs) But uh, decide what to wear more quickly. (laughs) How many times do I, I do, I deliberate over, shall I wear this? Shall I wear that? Or what about this? Or it might get cold. (laughs) 
just put it on and get out. (laughs) I have a male friend who does that as well. So it does redress the balance. Also, one that's just come into my mind is we do a lot of workshops with teenagers around life beyond school. There's a lot of fear about going for job interviews and Mm. actually talking about yourself and saying I'm really good at something we're really great at a nation about telling people what we're rubbish at or how we're going to trip ourselves up one thing that we always say to people to build their confidence is just talk to a new person each day now it could be just smiling at a person on the bus or saying hello to the person in the shop and asking them how their day is because then all of a sudden it can open up a bit of a conversation If you're working in a big office, then going and talk to somebody that you haven't seen before and not obviously walking over and totally interrupting their day, but just saying, oh, hi, how are you? Do you have a great weekend? How's the weather? We love talking about the weather in this country. (laughs) So that's a good way of building your confidence. Maybe if you feel a little bit nervous. And we've seen this work really well with teens and adults throughout our career, really, haven't we? We have. And there's the other thing about things that we are quite passionate about is what we eat, healthy eating. So maybe trying a new diet. Now, you don't have to completely change your whole diet. But maybe try something new. Bless her, our granddaughter, she will not try anything new. <laughs> you, you can try and she'll look at it and she'll say yes. And then the second that she goes to eat it, she says, I don't like it. Not even tried it. <laughs> but yeah, try a new diet. And something that I was told literally in the last month, he actually said, if you want to run further, just run further. I found it hysterical because it was like, it's not that simple. But you know what, guys? It is that simple. And the next day I went for a run and instead of doing what I'd done the last few days, like this little circuit, I extended that circuit. And do you know what? It didn't hurt me. (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) So Kev, my mate from Northampton Road Run, there's a big shout out for you there. Your best advice was if you want to run further... Run further. run further. If you want to run faster, just run, run faster. faster. And it's absolutely true. <laughs> you don't have to go from running 5K to immediately running 10K, but just that little bit extra. It was, it was exhilarating and it was like, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> There's another phrase that's popped into my mind and, and my family are really, really guilty of saying this sometimes is stick with what you know. And that is can be really nice. We talked about the restaurant thing earlier. We love going to our favourite restaurant, which sadly closed down, as we know. But sometimes it is that thing of thinking, let's try somewhere new. Let's try somewhere different. Let's go to a different restaurant. Let's set a new habit. Let's talk to a new person, as we've already said as well. We mentioned earlier, but it's absolutely true. What you want to do is to have your largest comfort zone as possible. That's what you're aiming for. The larger it is, the more masterful you feel in areas of your life. So when you've got a large comfort zone, you can take the risks that really will shift you. But also, it's okay sometimes to go back into your comfort zone. When you're pushing yourself and you're constantly doing it, sometimes it can become overwhelming. And there's sometimes where you do want to think, do you know, I just want to do that because I know what I'm doing. I feel comfortable. I don't want to push myself today or this week. Yeah, and a great example of that has been with my running, where I've done a lot of years of pushing for personal bests, running as fast as I can, going for times, and running really tough distances. And now over the last few years, I've stepped back and gone into the enjoyment zone, 
Oh, there's a new one, isn't it? The enjoyment zone. <laughs> yes. And I'm finding that maybe I'm running with people at a slower paces than me. I'm actually getting more from it because I'm helping them to achieve yeah. their goals as well. So there can be a massive, massive benefit all round of staying in your comfort zone, getting out of it, going back into it. But it is, again, about having the balance. It is about having the balance. And as we also said earlier, begin with small challenges or new experiences and build them up to bigger ones. And the big thing is don't be afraid to make mistakes. It's natural. It's normal. Embrace that failure and accept it as part of your natural growth because you might try something and because it didn't work, don't give up. It just you haven't found the right way to do it right now. So here is your challenge. Is it time now to step outside your comfort zone and thrive in your growth circle? Have a think about that question and think, how can I do this? And I have a really, really good way of helping you. If you buy a copy of the book, Don't Get Your Neck Tattoo, which is a Z to A of life skills, everything in there is about getting outside your comfort zone and achieving your goals. We love a shameless plug. And we've got outside (laughs) our comfort zone to be able to say that over and over again. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we hope you've gained some valuable insights on how to get outside your comfort zone. And also it brings to end of our March podcasts which have all been about well-being and hope again that you've managed to gain some beautiful insights into helping yourselves next month is all about stress awareness so um, look out for the upcoming podcasts on that in April and yes and if you want to find us in the meantime you can go to our website which is futuretoolbox.co.uk and find some amazing tools on there we're also on social media you can go to our facebook page instagram or tiktok tiktok you can find us on linkedin wow we're everywhere aren't we and also subscribe to our youtube channel but we look forward to catching you next week for the start of stress awareness month see you soon bye for now Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.